Oh, you know why I called you Patrick? Because Sharon, my ex's nephew, has uh, red hair and a red beard. And I thought, oh, he looks like Patrick, and Patrick came out of my mouth. So you're now Patrick. Patrick from the rest is of the also show. the uh, name of our producer. Oh, so that could have been a double whammy. Yeah, but double I whammy. was thinking of Patrick, Sharon's nephew. That was uh, who just spoke for the last time on the podcast, Lauren Hennessy. <laughs> And we're, I, I'm so excited about our guest. Well, I'm excited too. No, I'm more excited. I, I don't know I, about You know, that. we worked together like 20-something years ago? It was 17 years ago. Wow. Yeah, 16 and a half. Yeah. And then we worked to, together again like three years ago. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. And also we were at the same, we were like uh, part of the PTA together. Yeah, I mean, that's I, right. Not officially. Right. You don't we do our own fucking thing. Uh, no, I did not. But Ladies and gentlemen, the- Side PTA. Incredible writer, actor, producer, director. Voiceover star. Voiceover I star. am not finished. I was just helping you. Voiceover star. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. The host <laughs> of the Majority Report. The incredible Sam Cedar is here, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very it's much. It's supposed to be Seder, but he didn't want to be too Jewish. No, that's right. We want to. I'm still Did trying to. Did they change it from Seder to I'm Seder? trying to pass. <laughs> um, yeah, you really can yeah, pass. Yeah, no. I, well, you know, it's it's a long process. It used to be Sidersky. Really? My understanding oh. is like around the turn of the century, uh, I think like a great great grandfather or somebody needed to get insurance for like right. a like a Shmata factory right. or something. I don't know. I'm making this up, but I think it, they couldn't get insurance, so they dropped the SKY. Oh, that's so great! And yeah. so I'm so glad that racism and anti-Semitism and homophobia has completely been eradicated since then. Well, that was the 1900s. I right. mean, I, I you know I think it's I've found living in Brooklyn, operating in New York, and you know being involved in show business. I've done okay as a Jew, right? You know, I don't, I don't run into too many obstacles. I yeah, mean, the, the boy Jews probably, don't run into. No, obstacles. I mean, for me, it's been basically a cakewalk. Yeah, I know. I mean, honestly, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, um, Sam Cedar was born in New York City. Oh, I didn't turn off my fucking thing, and it's Henry. Oh, jeez, turn on for friends. Good job. Here, off. ready, children. Here's Henry. Ready? We're just gonna have Henry on Facetime. Nice. Watch. I don't think I've seen him in ages. Oh Henry, my god! I'm I'm Jeez. doing my podcast with Sam Cedar. Put some clothes on, for God's sakes! He looks like a model. What's going That's on, Sam? You just waking up? What up, brother? Lauren. Good morning, and Brian Patrick. <laughs> oh, good. Are you on the West Coast? No, like he's are in you Indiana. in Hawaii or something? What's with the no shirt on? I just looked at you. Oh, so you smell? <laughs> Oh, what's going on? I gotta go. What time does this guy sleep till? What time did you get up this morning? I got up at, I rolled out of bed at nine nine forty. Not I bad. Pledge drive me to class at ten, and then I nice. pledge pick me up, and I've been sleeping since eleven. 
God, I'm so Jesus proud of you. <laughs> How's that um, job working out? The tech, yeah, I need a pledge. Tonight. Yeah. Uh, can you send some of your pledges here? I wish my kids would sleep. Yeah. Are you stoned right now? All right. All right, I'll call you after. Yeah, you don't want to... Bye, I love you. Bye, You don't want to get high in the middle of your nap. All right, bye. (laughs) You do that before. Right, you don't want to interrupt your nap by getting high. No, no. That was Henry calling from bed. Wow. Um, Looking like a gap model. Yeah, Jesus He is really handsome. Last time I saw him, he was like a kid. No, that was Ben, I think. No, I mean, even he Oh, Henry, you did. We did see you at the diner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um... Sam, I have a lot of things I want to talk to you about. I'm glad. Um, I do want to say that when we worked together on the E-Trade. That's right. Um, we, You and I were picked out of an, uh, maybe a dozen people. There was a bunch. Yeah. It was uh, extremely, the whole process from start to finish was extremely awkward. Right. And, uh, I mean, largely unsuccessful. Right. What was this? An so E-Trade? So we, you know, the baby, the E-Trade baby. Yeah. So this guy was the liaison. Between uh, the advertising, marketing, the advertising agency, and E-Trade. It was the greatest job in the world because all he did really was tell us, have these ideas. And he loved, like the E-Trade baby to him was... I, I, yeah, I, he thought it was like we like this is this could like he would say stuff like this could get the coveted Super Bowl spot and look at us like like Judy and I were just like is this going to mean that we get paid more money? Right. Like, that's, that's the all only we thing that we right. cared about was like we, I had no idea why I was there. Right. It was completely like a sort of a fluke. Right. And we just kept looking at each other like. What's going to make us get more money? And right. he was talking about this stuff like there's like this there's an art to this and there's like this entire oh, and, and then Pete Holmes is is uh, Einstein. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I love Pete Holmes, but he was like he is the he is I don't the baby. Really There'd remember. be no Oh right, baby. he's the baby. Okay. There would be no baby without what he does with these words. So Pete Holmes is the baby's voice. Right. And you guys were writing for so the baby. They, well, no, they, see, we had an audition. First of all, we had to write, or we went into a meeting, and he picked <laughs> two of us. There was a lot of good uh, writers. Yeah. But, but the weird part about it was, is that this was all part of some other, like, political, like, Yes. advertising move where he was doing an end run around the advertising agency and we were just sort of like we would get these cryptic phone calls right. from different people involved in this process like are you guys okay because uh, the shit's really going down and we're like, we're like what we're are just, you talking about I just about? want my check yeah exactly like we're just it they was, were okay? fighting it was that, very strange because I guess they, they were going to fire the agency or he wanted to be the he instead of using the agency wanted to hire us yeah, he kept talking you know, about like and be like the, the agency set oh set up the meeting of all the writers, and then he decides, oh, I'll get the writers and we'll fire the agency. Wait, yeah, and then he was saying like, what, what we're about to do? Oh, beyond could change the paradigm. Yeah, he said paradigm. Oh my god, that I hate the word paradigm. <laughs> he said paradigm a lot, and that made you hate the word paradigm. Yeah, he and wouldn't stop. This is going to be bigger than Ellie McBeal, baby. He, he wanted us to be rivals, but I, I went up to Sam. I go, no, we're doing, we're in this together. Oh right, like the entire thing, like was just basically like, how can we extract more money out of this right. process? That was the only thing. And he wanted you, know, you to like, compete. For well, her? he was like, you know, whoever's is better. And then I was just like. Sam, let's just do it together. Right. Like, I mean, and which was perfect for me because yeah. frankly, Judy's were better. 
Oh, stop. Judy's Jeez. were much better. I He's had a the genius. one with the um, hot I had, I had a sub, an entire sub apparatus b- below Judy and I. So, like, there was just, like, a series of hierarchies, and I had a whole right. team of writers oh where we would conspire to create right. a new paradigm of the new paradigm. Right, God. And meanwhile, which, you're all just lost in the matrix, and uh, nothing's really happening. I no. did. A, I had yeah, one. They it. wanted it to be. I had the, the baby walking over hot coals. Um, <laughs> and his mantra, so he wouldn't burn his feet, was whatever the E-Trade mantra was. Yeah, remember. yeah. E-Trade. Yeah. E-trade. No, no. It was, like. I don't Ouch. know. They had a new burn fucking whatever. I, I don't know. We did a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. So nothing ever came of this at all? Well, we did a... They did a little run. He would change everything and make it not funny. Okay. But... They did a dry run, and then and all of a sudden it all blew up. Speaking and he, of a dry run, God he, damn it. Go ahead. <laughs> Good night, folks. He, he, uh, then all of a sudden, like one day, it was just like, oh, yeah, no, it all fell apart, and I'm fired, and uh, you guys are gone. Yeah, he goes, listen, I got fired. Uh, so we're like, so, Fuck. Right. Wow! Damn. I know the world was going to change, but it change. was a weird. It never felt a hundred percent comfortable. No, oh my it god! Sounds it sounds like all, no one was on the up and up. Because they it. were sneaking us into like I felt right. like they were sneaking us into offices. Yeah, and, come in this office. Don't walk and by. And I them. also think there was actually a significant <laughs> amount of alcohol <laughs> involved in the mix, if I remember correctly. Really? No. I feel like at all times a day. Really? Yeah, I think that was at one point. I think I observed something to, to that effect. In wow. an advertising I can't, agency. I can't remember exactly. What I don't know. Have you seen Mad Men? The, the liaison. <laughs> oh, that's, that, the yeah, that's what I was saying. There was some. I mean, I, I you know, like if I had. You had know what more I remember time, the I most about that period of time? Your misery that you were having another child. I was a little bit concerned mm. that uh, another child was on the way. Premortem. Yeah. I mean, that's. Um, I mean, I don't want to. Blow it out of proportion, but yes, that's accurate. So, um, have you recovered from the initial shock of having two children? Well, I, you know, my son uh, is much easier than the first. My second child is much easier than the second one. Same. uh, The first one. And uh, I mean, Henry, I love you, but you were not as easy as Ben. Right. And, you know, I love my daughter, Myla, but uh, difficult. She was right. difficult as a child up until really about, I don't know, like two weeks ago. And how old is uh, she now? She's 10. You just fucking wait. But then they love their father. So, like, I think you're done. I, I, I think because so. they love the father. They fucking start hating. She's going to start hating your wife. I mean, she's been sort of, uh, you know, she's Who do you think hates your wife more? Please you? don't project. <laughs> Me or oh my you, daughter? Yeah. I don't know. Like, we have meetings about it. And we, <laughs> yeah. we sort of like we're, we're like we're creating a new paradigm. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> paradigm. <laughs> and today's word is. We create uh, a new paradigm. Uh, and uh, no, you know, it's don't been. Don't forget um, that silent I haven't, uh, Sleep is an issue. Like, I had to, you know, because... Uh, based well, but on- sleep is the worst. And they just had an article out, was it yesterday, about that new parents lose six months of sleep a year. Wow. Yeah. I believe and it, it. I remember... This is what I remember. You know that... Remember when you used to fucking do these gigs and you... I remember I'd go to Boston, and we'll talk about Boston because that's where you started. Mm. But I would do three shows at Nick's, Right. right? And then I drive home because I didn't want to stay in that fucking condo. Oh, you remember? Well, I never. Was oh, in the you didn't have to. Live there. Yeah. So and I and I wanted to be in my own bed. So I'd leave at like one a.m. and drive home from Boston. And that feeling of you know trying to stay awake and it it's twenty four hours and the stomach ache and the yep. jet lag and the it's and you're just like 
just watch a fucking video. It's torture. Mm. It, you know, like torture. all these parents, yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah. It's like, fuck, here's Barney. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, that you had strategically had your children in such a way that that period of time actually gets elongated, right? So like, instead of grouping your kids together, uh, right. so that like, okay, I had like a six year period right. of just absolute hell with no sleep, but you had elongated that period to like, let's say over the course of like 10 or 12 right, years. Right, 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 right. That's what it's like having a child when one is seven. Like, when the kid turns six, it's like, you. it's all of a sudden like, oh my God, I have an extra like two hours a day. Right, right. Like they're not chewing up the same. Like right. I don't have to wipe any asses. Right. I'm thirsty. Great. There's the refrigerator. Right. Go get a drink. Damn. We had about 15 minutes of that before my wife what came. Well, I had, I had the five years and then the new one. Five, so, so five years. So five years apart? Yeah. Okay, so four and then the pregnancy. Right. But, you know, it's two women, so... You know, we're both willing to do everything. I, I'm sort of the guy. Well, what's, what are you saying? That I don't, I'm not doing well, anything? I, it's just, uh, Sam, you're a guy. I, that's, that's true. I mean, a lot like a of guys. well Okay, I'm okay. telling you right now. You're in touch with your inner okay. woman. I mean, Check it. I, yes. I <laughs> am telling you that I, no matter how much guys. Did you say Shek? Oh uh, wait, she's she's trans. Okay. We can't. We it's have to. Fine. We, Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, Shek it. Yeah, my wife's Israeli. I'm okay. learning. Well, I, I know. Right. I know what shut up means. <laughs> anyway, I didn't say Bavakasha. I just said Shek it. Okay, <laughs> and I Shek it. Um, but it's like the men. I know there. There's so many hands-on guys. Like when I see guys <laughs> in like Target or you know. You know, hold uh, with the baby Bjorn, like being a, uh, and I, I just, I'm like, oh, oh, you have the baby for three hours, and you're right. gonna fucking. If the, you can the Bjorn tell. is a giveaway, that right? That's just a pose, <laughs> right? Like they're going out, they're probably trolling for girls, right? Yeah, that's why you're right. a baby. And if you have the e trade baby in your baby Bjorn, then it's really bad. <laughs> I remember Ooh. that. You see, you're not letting go. Yeah, of yeah. I mean, no, because I mean, all that talk about paradigm shift and yeah. Super Bowl ads. No, but like, I just said baby, so I thought of e trade, but. It's no. like, uh, come on, you have to admit your wife has it way worse. My wife does have it way worse, although I always say in my defense, my wife is out of town for a couple of days. Really? For work. And so, like, you know, for instance, uh, you know, I deal with my son waking up at 6 a.m. this morning and he peed himself. And, of course, and you know, the, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, and no nanny? No nanny. But... I, he goes to, you know, like a daycare. Pre preschool. Yeah. Not daycare. <laughs> it's preschool. Right. Uh, that's the way we can convince ourselves that we're not bad parents. Um, my, my kids went to daycare at three months old. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, they went to basic trust. Eesh. It was fucking uh, great. It's the right. greatest thing. Well, I mean, it was great. I mean, no. this, uh, but I spent, I, I, there's yeah. been studies. But that, that. Fuck <laughs> you. You just heard him. He's sleeping right. all day. I'm very proud of he him. He sleeps very well. Because they put him on a sleeping schedule. Here's the benefit he's about having people doing yeah. shit for him. My son is like, it's like he's like a dog. Like my nice. daughter, right. my daughter like had like a will from a very young age. She's right. like a cat. So you think? No, like 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 a like a fox. Like, no, like a like a not just coyote. Like a, yeah, like a, she's like. God a, damn it! Like a, what do like I get? Lion, Ryan God, like a lion. Right. Like it was vicious. Right. Vicious. I couldn't tell my daughter. It was no. She was upset about something. Forget it. Right. My son 
It's like literally, if he, it doesn't matter what has happened. Just give him he a could, treat. He could, no, you, he could lose like a toe in some type of accident. And all I have to, he's crying. All I have to say is like, is that a truck? And he's just like, right. what? A truck? Uh, I, go, I, I think uh, I hear yeah, a truck fire outside. trucks are great. I think I hear, no, any truck. And he's right. like, I, I think I heard a truck outside. Well, let's go to the window. And that's, that's like it. So he has ADK. He's completely yeah. forgotten. Completely forgotten. I like that. Completely like forgotten that. about what so he's doing. So where, is she in public school, Myla? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Oh, uh, you don't have to say if you don't want. Well, she we went over to uh, to Brooklyn. She did a Brooklyn public school. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, and she switched in, in grade three because uh, right. I went from the public school that yeah. we knew each other at. You know, I, know I have to say, people are going to go back and uh, get I know. your kids. Where are the kids? Where Sam Cedar's <laughs> kids? I'm a Republican. <laughs> um, I am a true believer in public schools. Oh, I am too. I mean, I it's yeah, me too. Um, and so many. I, I, this is how bad it is. So Ben is 14. He's 6'4 now. He has a 16 shoe. He's like, I, I'm not kidding. He plays basketball four hours a day, practices four hours. He's going to play college ball. He's like amazing. Wow. And this school, this private school with an amazing team, I feel, I feel like I'm, uh, with a tremendous team. That's that's Donald Trump. Tremendous team. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Everybody loves him. them. They they just keep recruiting him, and he's like, I am not going to private school. I am not, and it's it's amazing. He's like, I will not go to private school. Wow. Which I love. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it would be good for his basketball career, but you know what? He loves. He fucking goes to school right by Times Square, and and the school just moved from the Lincoln Center. Area. Henry. Would go hang out at Lincoln Center after school. I went to fucking Quick Check in New Jersey. Hmm. We had friendlies. We had friendlies. I like friendlies. Yeah, it was friendlies just like you go to town. Did you have wait? Did you have the drive-through like where you could go on the outside and just order from the out? You know, friendlies. Walk in? Yeah, uh, it was Worcester. It was, things were not right, that whatever. sophisticated. Um, uh, we, it was just you. Had but to Worcester go was a huge melting pot. Mm -hmm. That's how it started. It was not just one. There were Jews, there were Irish, there were... It's not a huge uh, population of Jews, and it's actually gotten smaller. I mean, you know, it's uh, Worcester's... Worcester I don't know if basic... you noticed that What's the entire population of Jews uh, got smaller in the 1940s. <laughs> I heard that. I'm saying since I, know, I was I'm kidding. There, Go ahead. Right. Um, I don't know that the population of Worcester was impacted as much dramatically. Right. by the they, I know that there were a lot of different people there because one of my students grew up there. Anyway, um, okay. Nancy, uh, your middle name is Lincoln. Oh, wow. Someone mm -hmm. has done their research. Mm -hmm. Don't look at my thing. Which... You know, you don't hear that a lot. I mean, I know one guy, one dad from the baseball team named Lincoln. Lincoln. Jew. Jew. Yeah. Hmm. But your middle name is the name of a Republican. Uh, he did. He did free the slaves. That's true. Are you named after Abe? No. Any relation? Bing, 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 bing. What no. do I get, Brian Patrick? For asking a question? I don't know. Oh, what, okay, go. What, did you? Uh, no, it no. was actually just like uh, my dad's friend when he was like 20, you know, a childhood friend who had passed away. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's very sweet. But you can say, you know. I mean, do I mean, you I'm find after, it I'm ironic I'm that after. you went into politics, really, and your middle name is Lincoln? I mean, that yeah, is that's, that's, that's crazy. That's um, really crazy. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've, you know, it occurred to me Lincoln is also the name of Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Um, <laughs> it wasn't his middle name. Right. I know. Name. I'm just I mean, saying. Okay. So 
you go to you go to school. You went to high school. I was you... named after Sam Gagenson, though, who was a congressman from Connecticut. Is that true? No, no. You're an asshole. No, he was not. Uh, it was... was my great, 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 great. All right. Um, you were the director of your school's variety show in high school. Mm, awesome. Yes, that's right. The yes. I mean, I think technically the co-director. I don't want to. Yes, piss I know. Off, I but... did. I did read co-director, but I wanted but to say. I something. think probably I did more than him. Really, the co-director, the co-director a teacher, or was it? No, another it was student? a kid. It was Gary. And then Gary you Freiland. you wrote uh, you wrote to the city about a charter, or like simultaneously, I also served on the uh, the Worcester Charter Commission mm. as like their one employee. Right. Well, not their one employee. Their one uh, underpaid employee. There was one other guy. Mm. And how old were you? I, I was. I think I was high school. In high school. Yeah, and and we had. Um, with actually the guy who was just the former mayor of Worcester mm -hmm. concurrently. I mean, at right. the time, we were high school buddies. Oh, wow. We uh, submitted a charter proposal for when Worcester changed their charter, and the, it was ultimately uh, something very similar was adopted. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I want to bust. Were your parents like, uh, Samuel wrote a charter with his friends. No, they were. And no. they're considering it. No. Were they not uh, very no. supportive of you? I mean, I, I, I think they were aware that I was doing it, but... Uh, they, but you didn't have, like, no, your mother wasn't No, my parents were not like that, no. What we, were they like? Uh, you know, arm's length. Yeah. We, I think we tried. I think everybody in our family tried to... You don't know to, arm's length. Oh, no. The way he was right. kind of mentioning his parents before, right. I... I think we all tried in the family to stay at arm's length from each other. Mm. I mean, I'm close it, with my have, sisters. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm closer with my parents now because, you know, they're, they're grandparents. Right. Um, were they involved in politics? Uh, no. My dad, uh, an attorney. My mom, a teacher. Uh, yeah, no. Although, I will say this. Apparently, the, the chairman of Massachusetts, Central Massachusetts for McGovern, mm -hmm. lived down the street from us. Wow. And um, when McGovern came to Massachusetts, they needed a, a house with a big backyard. So we had, that we was big yours? And so McGovern came to our house in no way. And I remember I was like six or seven at right. the time. That's and I remember Roger Mudd. Like that. Oh, yes, Roger he, I Mudd. I remember Roger Mudd walking. Because oh, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. seen him on TV. Right, right, right. And I remember him walking up, and there was a lot of, like, motorcycle cops around. And so, That's like, cool. whenever my parents had people over after that, I had a Speed Racer helmet that I would wear right. with the Billy Club just to be the cop at the party. But oh, I remember like there so was a big cute. Yeah, McGovern. Oh my god. Now so do you, what do you remember about McGovern? Well, at the time uh, I remember that he was instrumental in 68 mm -hmm. for sort of uh, getting the unions out of yes. the uh, convention process mm -hmm. which ultimately at the time when I was in 72 I projected that it would lead to a dissolution of union power in this mm -hmm. country and uh, lead to a 7%. And you, 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 no, I don't know. At the let time, me I tell didn't know you anything. I, you know what I remember I about know. McGovern? You had a billy club? Uh, I remember, and you know, we didn't talk a lot about politics, um, but the two things I remember. I remember walking home. I lived five houses down from our elementary school and it went through eighth grade. And I remember walking home and, you know, my mother's from Manhattan uh, my my father grew up in New Jersey, but like I instinctively knew my mother was a liberal. 
Um, even though she's like, you know, there's certain things that women shouldn't do, like female rabbi, you know, then, but she she got older, she got a little. But I remember walking home, and so I lived at the base of a hill, and then up the hill were all the Italians. Our neighborhood was all Italian and Jewish. And there were like... um, I think there were mob, there. I'm in New Jersey. There were a lot of mobby people, which no one cared. But I remember one of the rich houses, huh? They should do a show about. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a great, uh, like the uh, like a family and the guys in the mob, but he mm. has a regular family. I don't know if that would work. But. All right. Anyway, it might work on like HBO or Showtime or something. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so I remember walking home with one of the snotty kids. Um, my parents were older and they were not into, you know, I came, our house was a different, completely different household than all these like parents who were like in their twenties when they had their kids and my parents were in their forties. Anyway, so I remember walking home and one of the snotties is like, oh, Nixon or something. And I was like, no, McGovern. I was like this. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. I had that. I, I, and I was, it was like, I remember that. I just remember it was, Mac- it, that was the first time I realized how different people really were, you know, and that these Republican meant something and Democratic meant something, Independent meant something. And, but then it wasn't like you didn't talk to, it's not like today where someone says to me, I'm going to vote for Trump or I'm going to vote for Cruz. And I go, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. I think part of it is the age difference, right? I mean, at that time, I mean. But now I don't remember even through, like, I couldn't stand Reagan. I couldn't stand Reagan because of AIDS. I really couldn't stand him. I didn't think he was smart. But the AIDS crisis, I had so many friends die or dying. You were directly affected. Right. And I just, he, it was... It was well, he awful. Was horrible. Yeah. He was, hor- he was, was horrible. She was horrible. Yeah. yeah, and they're actors. I don't get it. Did you hear my? Oh, I did my Nancy Reagan joke. Did you? Did you? Right. Uh, did it bother you when Hillary Clinton said that about Nancy Reagan? Oh my God! I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" It's. It's that it, was that like was a little disturbing. That was unnecessary. Yes. Totally unnecessary. Well, well no, she made a mistake. I mean, she did work for stem cell research, and and and. Nancy was for stem cell research after Ronnie died, and there's George W. Bush sitting there at the funeral, and they put the camera on him uh, when uh, when someone mentioned stem cell research. Right, put the camera right, on him. But, but but yeah, no, just you know that to me just says like because you know I was in, got- I was in college at the time I was vaguely aware right. of I mean vaguely aware that the administration was ignoring it. Maybe right. I was just getting out of college around that time that I had. Right. And it was vague awareness. Uh, and certainly by the mid-90s, though, oh. uh, early 90s, I was like, you know, enough of a mature person and in, in touch with politics, uh, you know, on that level to say like, hey, this was really problematic. Well, she was first lady of Arkansas in the early 90s. Right. She was the first lady. Like, when she came into office, it was, you know, one administration later. That to me was indicative of like, wow, wherever she's getting her, her information, information from is someone I don't want on her my staff. president right. to be talking right, to right, and right. believing. Right. Um, I mean, that was what was problematic to me. I mean, I've got problems with her, but that's not, I mean, right. you know. So you uh, then went to Connecticut College, which is a very good school. It was a good school. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't. I think uh, my cousin had gone there, and so right. I was like, "Okay, that's but it's a great school. A great school." Um, and you, you, made, good, you met you uh, met 
John. Oh, no. I knew John Benjamin in, uh, I think we went to camp together at age five. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We went to junior high. We were enemies all through <laughs> wow. junior high. And then, you know, I mean, junior high enemies. Uh, we beat, beat him and his friends up at right. bar mitzvahs. And then. You would? Well, not him because he was too too fast. Yeah. Uh, but you'd beat up his friends? Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Why would you? Well, that's a badass. I'm just. I mean, well, I beat him Henry up, does like, the beat it's up. It's like, you know, thing. pushing around with each other. I mean, you know, do you, I nah, you, you kick his ass. It's okay. You know what? Now that's cool. That's cool. they arrange fights. So Ben is like, uh, the, and they talk, ben, ben and Henry, who are both, I mean, very well educated. I'm going to be with Ama. I'm going to be with Nick because uh, they're having a fight at three o'clock at blank. And I'm like, well, how do you just have a fight? Like you have to. We've always arranged fights. I know. You? But then they all go and it's always like some tale of a knife or this or and, uh, you know, Ben is the most docile, like, like wouldn't West Side hit, story. Yeah. Right? yeah. And he wouldn't hit. <laughs> but they bring him because he's so big. But he won't touch anyone. You know, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so. Um, but I was like 13. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like real fighting. All right. So like, you go to Connecticut College and then you went was, to law school. school. I went to law school for, for one year. Yeah. And you quit. Yeah. Why? Uh, I I, you I know, mean, you quit and did stand up and started that's doing right. stand up. That's so um, many lawyers. And then right? Benjamin. So I got Benjamin to uh, and you w- leave. Rent, he was leave in Northwestern. In, in, in and Northwestern. then you went to Somerville and rented an apartment together. That's right. Jeez. Um, where, did, where did you get this? How do you, I, you do research? Uh, I do research for everyone. She's a witch. Pretty good. A community means more than the street you live on or where your home is on a map. It's the relationships, not the location that matter most. You may have noticed your community has changed. Old friends have moved away. You don't know any of your new neighbors, or you just don't feel quite as comfortable as you used to. The Good Samaritan Society can help. Our senior living communities offer more than a place to live. They offer a place where you can feel at home again. Housing options that fit your needs. A staff that genuinely cares. And neighbors you can call friends. Our mission is helping those we serve feel loved, valued, and at peace. Let us prove it to you so you can get back to enjoying your community and everything that comes with it. To learn more about the Good Samaritan Society, call 855-GOOD-SAM or visit good-sam.com today. That's 855-GOOD-SAM or good-sam.com. Um, yeah, you know, my my father uh, is a lawyer. Um, my father was a lawyer. His father, who I was named after, was a lawyer. Uh Four of his brothers were lawyers. Yeah, four in my father's generation right. were lawyers. It was Cedar and Cedar and mm. of Beverly Hills uh, I, of of Worcester. Worcester. And yes. uh, hi, Cedar and Cedar's office. Exactly. No, we don't sell trees. So long. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth worked hi, there. Hi, Cedar and Cedar. <laughs> no, we don't have any amwas. So long. <laughs> Hi, C- all right, See, sorry, because I could do about a hundred. Yeah, but the problem is that with that is like people would look it up in the phone book, right? And it wouldn't be under C. It's not spelled right. It's, it's, it's spelled with a Seder and Seda. Right. No, we do not have any bitter herbs. Goodbye, Seder and Seda. We've run out of matzah, you asshole. Shalom. You know, I had someone call from my synagogue today. I, I have to, to say, what, sell you matzah? No, they want me to host this big gala, and I can't. And she's like, and you can't do you want? No, I can't. I actually can't. I do. 
you know I'm very philanthropic. Too philanthropic. Anyway, so. That's true. So, I, but every time I get, you don't belong to a synagogue or anything, I do. right? You do? Which one? Uh, when Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. Oh, you're gonna do the. Bar- Were you bar mitzvah? I was. Yeah, yeah me too. Bar uh, my daughter is gonna be bar mitzvah. My my wife is not Jewish. But I know. We, we're raising her Jewish. Jewy. Uh, my daughter, she's she's not terribly psyched about it, but I was like, she will be when she gets closer. I mean, my daughter, my my wife wanted to to raise with a religion, with a religion, and she really didn't have any one that she was raised with, and right. I was like, well. You know, I mean, I... Yeah, I don't know if she's missing out that much, though. Yeah, okay. Really? Not your fucking area. Uh, Got it? Totally. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Everyone I know, I'm not kidding, because Elisa wasn't bat mitzvah because she, her parents were like, no, you don't have to. And so she asked her friends, <laughs> how's Hebrew school? And they were like, it sucks. So she didn't come. She, biggest regret. Her sister is now getting bat mitzvah. It's... It's a big right. I would like, like to sit even, her down with with uh, with Milo because Milo, uh, of course, is like I'm not learning anything. Right, stupid. but Ben didn't want to either. But then when they do it, they're so like, "Wow, I she, fucking did that." It's a really an amazing thing. I, I think it's something that she could feel good about. And they have a party, and 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 it's a party. I think we probably wouldn't do the party. Yeah, we don't but, do a big um, party. She can go to Israel. Uh, Israel. Mm. No, but it really isn't an accomplishment. And you do learn another language and you feel part of a community. Yeah. And, and you learn these stories that help you, you know. And I told her, I said, look, you know, you don't, this is, there's only two things I'm going to make you do. I'm going to force you to take piano and I'm going to force you to go to Hebrew school. The and rest does she of, like I, piano? No. She doesn't like anything I make her do. I, I, I But play she's a piano. good piano player. I play piano. She's a good piano player. I should have her sit and uh, Yeah, talk I'll, to t- I'll play with her. Bring her over. I have a piano. We I can will. do it. That would be duets. so fun. Okay. I want to record it. No. So now I lost my train of thought. You were talking we about to the, bar, the, the, the temple. They uh, so every time they call, I'm not kidding. It's it's 800. It's the same Jewy voice of hi. Uh, this is Deborah Steinstein, and I hope this finds you well. Everything is. I hope this finds you well. There's a lot of Jews I find that work. I know, at the but it's it's like please, and everything's so like. Please, uh, I don't mean to bother you. Like, there's this whole thing Passive, in the voice. Like, like, you know, I, I I hope that you'll be able to get back to me, and I hope you're well, and and I hope, and I'm hoping for good news, and I'm hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping. It's like your now your temple. If I'm, not, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, your <laughs> temple is at the corner of Amsterdam and 1955. Is that- Mine is at <laughs> between Broadway and West End. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, maybe 1960. Okay. Uh, I mean, but it's, hi, this is Deborah Steinbergstein. Uh, I hope this <laughs> Like when you, you put well. that voice on, I imagine someone who has to take their earring off to put the phone but receiver yes, but to But you know ear. what is amazing? <laughs> like it's like sort of these like muted colors. <laughs> but you know, I talked to her today. Her name is actually Lisa Steinberg. But I talked to her today. <laughs> And then I just start being me. Uh, and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I know it sucks. And I hate this fucking traveling. And then we were talking. And then I'm just like, fuck this. And she's like, <laughs> like completely becomes a normal person. Like, <laughs> they're so Jewy in the Jewy area. Well, you disarm people. I don't know who I, could be on the other line. They just call and they put that sort of like Jewy protective voice on. Hi, they- uh, <laughs> but she deals with all the fundraising. So we right. were talking about yeah. how, how people who are born or from wealthy families and born wealthy are so much more humble than nouveau riche. Oh, it, it is beyond. And my mother always used to tell me that, you know, 
You never know how much money anyone has. You never know. They could have the nicest car, the nicest house. They could be broke. And you cannot mm. ever, ever, ever. And my mother came from a lot of, you know, she was very classy, uh, which I took on, as you can see. And But it's true. It's the new people. The new I see it with comics. When they get a lot of money. Yeah. It's like, you're not a fucking, sorry. Hmm. You're still, you know, sitting in the back of the comedy seller or catch trying to get on. So don't fucking, oh, big deal. Okay, I'm not going through names. Anyway, the point is... I'm actually pretty curious now. I'll tell you later. Anyway, uh, um, so you you then start doing stand-up, but you joined... uh, David Cross had a a group uh, called Cross Comedy. That's correct. And you... Now, what was it? Was it It sketches? Sketches. It was sketches. And but were you doing stand-up? Like, where did you start doing uh, stand-up and why? I I mean, I guess I when I was in law school, I mean, I always had sort of this dual track. I went to, to college as a, a theater major, and I was running. I, I was actually like, uh, you know, as the they did a program with Eugene O'Neill, uh, oh yeah, uh, in, in New in, Haven, in New right? London, yeah, New London, New London, and New. It's in Connecticut, and right? It's yeah, Connecticut, yeah. And Cedar. So, <laughs> so I was, uh, I, I, I had a job on Midsummer's Night's Dream to pull the uh, the rope for the elevator for the for the queen for the fairy queen to come out of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my job as part of like being a theater major, yeah. right? And, and, you, all, you have to do backstage yeah, stuff, yeah. And uh, but I had to go to a speech night. Because I was running for, you know, uh, I think freshman class president. Right, right, right. And so I came to tell the director, I said, look, I can't be here Sunday night. The production was like two weeks away, three weeks away. Right. I can't be here Sunday night to pull the, the rope. And he goes, well, we'll find somebody else to do it. And I said, okay, you know, I'll be back Monday. And he goes, no, no, we're going to find somebody else to do it. Oh, that is like, so typical. I was like, um, well, that's but, the way they are. What are you talking you know? about? I got to go to, I got to give the speech. That's showbiz like, kid. Well, uh, if you're not committed to this. And I was like, okay. That's what they, you know, you. it's all in college, it, especially, it's all about commitment. Right. You know, you're not showing me that you're like, I oh, majored yeah. in piano. But then I was like, I'm not sitting in the practice room for six hours. These people are fucking miserable. I'll just be a general music major. I'll play. I'll learn my pieces for my jury. And that's it. But the rest of them are in there hours and hours in yeah. this soundproof, <clears throat> tiny fucking. I got to say, I didn't particularly like the uh, the other acting like majors. It was always mm, like, it right. was just like, you know, please pass the salt. Oh, it's I like, know. You know. Just uh-huh. talk in a normal voice. Right. Just ask lunch. for the sugar. Right. Um, I don't I don't need to hear like, I don't know. All right, so <laughs> Edward Robinson asked for the wait. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm with you. Okay, but I wrote stuff and then I went back. I felt right. the same so, way. As all right, uh, while you were looking but for the I notes, but I know, but you're not. You have to go with the flow. I'm flow. Go, yes, we have an issue. Misses. I was gonna say it's like being at home, right? Like, because I'm trying to teach Lauren that that Lauren is supposed to challenge me or you know, get on my nerves, but in a good way and, and go along way. with the conversation. Right. But instead, the it's up. interjections. It's interjections. Yeah. I uh, may, I, may I, may I interject? You have 30 seconds. Go. While you were looking up your notes mm. and not necessarily saying anything in particular mm-hmm. at the time, I, I understand what I would oh, also. Looked. I did all. Um, What's that? Uh, I okay. was just agreeing. Thank you. Oh, Thank you very much, well, Lauren. I think we're in agreement. Lauren, like, you have to say he. I was filling in the so dead space. So try to deal with that. Okay. But I got to say he. he doesn't you care. deal with so much. Lauren is, has a female body, but is a male. 
It's won't, a physical trans- condition. Yeah. Won't transition. Okay. Long okay. Transition. So, um, I might. Okay. So, you do the David Cross comedy. Now, let me tell you Cross something. Cross comedy, right. Cross comedy. And I had already been doing stand-up, I remember, and I would a lot of New Yorkers would go to Boston yes. all the time to get I met a lot time. of people, met a lot of people come up and they would like uh, uh, sort of uh, like host the show, sort yeah. of like be like the the the, the stand up like ten minutes, and right. then we would do the show, right? And you're working with Louis and Janine yep. and and all the Boston comics. And I remember in the '80s when but I started, Louis and Janine had left at that point, right? But right. Louis would come back, he right. would Do some stuff, but that places. we we all knew they were from there, right? Like Wendy Lehman was there too. Right. You know, there was a lot of really good boss. Like we would go to Boston because we could make more money there on it was the weekend. Great comedy scene yes. at that time. Yeah. And then during the week, we'd be in the city, and then the Boston comics would come to get seen in New York. Right. And we, so we and it was yeah. So they both had great comedy right. scenes. And so you're in with this group now. I was, I'm, a little older. I had been doing stand up, oh. and I I always felt like oh those are the cool guys. Though, I mean, that yeah, was, were. and. That's true. That's true. I'm agreeing with you. You're an asshole. <laughs> Cedar and Cedar. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, we do not have air We've had to close up. Um, okay. So what happened, you know, I was always, I started How did we get so at 19. Uncool? No, but you were all so. Well, this is not, sta- you know, we're going to do sketches. And then it became Luna Lounge. Like, yeah. we're not going to tell jokes. We're going to tell stories. And so many people. And I always was like, oh, I'd like to do that. Um, but I was half accepted and yeah. half not accepted. And it was so annoying. Because- it was a real attitude. Okay. so And let me tell you, when I shot my HBO special, uh, that week of specials, Janine, Marin, Kat, Jonathan Cat, like yeah. all these people... And they ended up, and I remember thinking, well, they're doing all their stuff in these sort of alternative clubs, but when HBO comes to see them, they have to do it at the improv. Right. And so I was like, right, and it's much tougher, and I was like, I can kill at the improv, but, and I know I can kill because my my act is storytelling, but no one would ever give me the fucking chance. Well, we talked about this, all of us. No, that is not. <laughs> there was a meeting. Seder and Seder. I mean, it, the that scene. There was something that was also happening in San Francisco at the same right, time. Right, right. And um, I mean, I was a little bit younger than those guys. Like right. you know, I, I uh, Benjamin and I actually joined that uh, cross comedy. I think we were the last two or right. three people, and it was like I don't know, like fifteen people. Right. Uh, and Ben Stiller. No, Ben Stiller was not. Around. Was after. No, Ben Stiller like Cross left Boston to, to go, go to, to Ben. St- right. So like Janine would come through, and Marin would come through, and Louis would come through, and they were you know like sort of like you know involved in it, right? Almost peripherally, but 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 closer than than some right. Of them. You know, like people like I think I met Atel at the back at backstage right. at uh, you know Catch and. Um, that's black. Yeah, and, those were. Yeah, um, uh, you know, and so there was a re- that whole. I don't know if you want to call it comedy school. There was this like pushback to all the stand up, and part of it was like, 
you know, we were in Cambridge and there were like Boston comics right. who were Boston comics. Right. The Nick DiPaolo's. The yes. DiPaolo's and the Steve oh, Sweeney's. Right, right, right. And Chance uh, What's Lincoln his name? And, oh, um, yeah. Murphy. Yeah. And... I mean, I'm just, I'm just now yeah, naming yeah, yeah. off Irish names. <laughs> Fitzgerald, O'Reilly. Uh, but and you know, guys at Catch couldn't play at Knicks. Really, you wouldn't. You, I it, did. Very rarely, though, you could go. And we were all sort of coming out of Catch. And um, I, I mean, I was just doing. I was, you know, barely opening at that point. Right. I'd go on like Route One occasionally. And, right. But right, I, you right. know, if I went and did something, even at the Chinese restaurant on Route One, it would be like. I love faggot. that place. Fag going at Kowloon's. Yeah, exactly. And Let me tell you something. I, I, it's so interesting that you say that such because a massive. Restaurant. I, I that like I wanted to be able to conquer those rooms as a female, and I did. I mean, I, I really learned how to do it. But I also was at catch, and I also wasn't. I wasn't telling regular jokes. You know, I was talking about my mother and talking about my life. And I so wanted to be a fucking accepted by, you know, that. Well, I wasn't in charge of accepting. Yeah, people. well, fuck you. Uh, I, I, but I, I mean, I, they respected me. Yeah, they, I they think did so. respect I think me, that, that and I respected the them. And, I, and I, never... I mean, I was a fan of yours at that time. I love you. I and, love you. Um, <laughs> all she wanted. <laughs> what, what we were doing, like, was, was specifically, there was like a lot of, I think, like father hate involved in that uh, group. Mm-hmm. And so it was very oriented towards like, you know, fuck the industry and uh, fuck the, the norms. And it was deconstructive. And people were like, it was Andy Kaufman was yes, sort of yes, like yes. the big um, sort of influence. And we would do stuff that would come out of the audience. Right. So like we would plant people in the audience. Right. And right. a catch, you know, there was that, that was like only like catch was to be in the audience. A catch was like. You, you're almost the audience. Like, right. There's no like, wow, what's going on over there? It's right. just like, holy shit, what the, what's going on right here? Right, right. And we would do stuff like that. And it was, you know, it was all like, you know, there would be a 12 o'clock show and, you know, people would tackle you on right, stage right, right. and that <laughs> type of stuff. And I think there was just um, there was an attitude coming out of that room in particular that was just very anti-comedy. And then and it was just for me, it was just very lucky because. The group sort of dissolved at one point. We tried to like cut down to nine. I think I was like number ten. Right. John Benjamin was reminding me this the other day. I think he voted against me, but right. that's not that's not important. We're not going to be bitter. We're not going to be Herbs. bitter about it. And <laughs> uh, to to like compete for just for laughs or something like that. And then I think at one point there was talk of Saturday Night Live. Right. Um, and but the group sort of dissolved when Cross went to go do the Ben Stiller show. And then people came down to do Conan because, right. uh, and uh, we started another group with Benjamin and I, and Laura Silverman was in it. Right, Mike Lee. I don't know if you remember that. I guy. remember Mike yeah, Lee. He was a great joke yeah. writer. I mean, like almost like half the buttons right. you see in the street were like right. jokes he had wrote, written. Mm. Uh, and uh, but by the time what was happening at Largo in California, which uh, was that sort of, which I had never Beth been to, Lapidus, right? Yeah, but they tried to do it at rebar down right. here yep and like in the first two weeks they were doing it i had come down and i think i had met some guy from comedy central mm. come up to scout our our second group and right. he put us up and all the shit we were doing in boston was perfect for that room right like this sort of sketch but not quite sketch right right, right. and um sort of just weird not 
really hmm. funny enough and for a comedy room. But yeah, you're like, like the guy going to follow just the rules. Right, 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 right. And, um, and I, I was, some... it was very lucky for me because out of there I got my first gig. Oh, All American Girl. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So you, I. It just occurred to me. Of right. course. I forgot. So I got, I remember this because I did my HBO special. Um, and I was on All American Girl because first they were going to put me on one of those ladies of the night, women of the night things, and then they gave me a full special. Right, where so, they compare uh, female um, uh, comedians to prostitutes. Right, women of the night. Of course. So, oh, um, of course. But yes. Something. So I was on. I was cast on All American Girl, and but I. What episode were you on? I kind of remember. No. You will recall that you were fired. At the oh, end. you were at the end. That's right. That's right. So what happened was we did our, we had a full season and then they fired all of us. But you know who had, went on an audition and got another part for another show? Me. So I was like, oh, I'm already, I'm booked. I got uh, cast in this show, Blame It on Ernie, on UPN. It was about, I was a mail carrier. It was really funny. It was about these mail carriers. Mm, and um, I never heard and of Ernie show. was a mail carrier. And uh, I well, was like All the American friend. Girl was on yeah. ABC, which was a yes. major broadcast network. Yes. And then you guys came in. They said, we're, we're going to make it like friends. Yep. And so you came in. I was the hip nerd. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, it was uh, Diedrich Bader. Mm-hmm. I remember, yes. And I think his name was Andy Lowry, and he mm-hmm. was like like a, and they kept Grandma. I can't remember. They, her name. Yeah, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Amy Hill. Yeah, and she Amy was, Hill, because she, you know, it was interesting because they did those those Q thing, the yeah, testing. Yeah, yeah. She came in first, and I came in second. Hmm. And but I, you know, I mean, but had, I'm we not cool enough. But it was like it was another like, thing, like oh, so those are her cool hip friends, and right. here we go again, right? You know, I'm and, so not cool. But that but was an on-air yeah. pilot, which rarely happens. Right. Like where they do like the 18th episode or the 22nd right. episode of the season was like everybody apparently had died in some type of like horrible accident. Oh, it's and like. The only person who yeah. lived was grandma. And now all of a sudden Margaret is living with three other um, people. And Mariska Hartigay was on that show. Hartigay, yes. Uh, Hartigay. And it's Hartigay. Mariska. Mariska. Okay, <laughs> and uh, uh, I I did a scene with Vicky Lawrence, and like, oh yeah, but that whole thing, they had seen me at Largo. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend at the time had moved out to L.A., so I went out to L.A. because I was like, I got nothing. Right. I just moved down to New York. Right, and I think it was like I moved to New York in October of '94, and I think like I. My girlfriend moved out there in like January, and I went out there, and by February I went out there. Right. My first audition was with that. I think it was Sand Dollar at the time right. that they had seen me. I booked it. I didn't have an agent. And uh, it was, you know, it didn't occur to me like, ah, this is just like booking a regional Dunkin' Donuts right. uh, edition in, in Boston. Right. Mm. And uh, I got it, got an agent, got the part. You know who auditioned? It was Jack Black. And mm. that's, you know what? He and, did an episode. And he talked about that? No. No, he not on this he did an episode of All American Girl before that. Ah. And I remember, because he was like, um, he kept saying, he kept telling Margaret, like, who's that girl? Like me. And um, and uh, everyone, 
a lot of people, I mean, everyone pretty much knew I was gay, except like guest stars would come on. And uh, I remember, um, what's her name? Jodie Long, who played the mother. And we'd always be in makeup, me and Maddie Corman and Margaret. And we'd talk about Sharon, my, you know, oh, Sharon coming. She's my ex. And I remember, and we used, and Jody would always be like, who's Sharon? Who's, and we le- literally called her, who's Sharon? Like that, her name was who's. Her name became who's. But Jack Black was one of the, and he, he was, was like, who, oh, who, and Margaret was like, sorry. But, because he likes tall women. But then, um, you know who else did an episode? Uh, Big director. Big director. Uh, oh, well, yeah, Tarantino. Quentin, Quentin well, of course, Tarantino. I knew that because Margaret uh, was dating him at the time. Right, Margaret I remember she him. was on the phone with him all the time. Like, he kept me up last night. You yeah. Know, would you come in or something? And we um, <laughs> and we all went out to dinner. And then one, and then uh, we all decided one day on the set that the director was this older gentleman who was, you know, a, a network director. You know how uh, they are. Uh, They're just like... I remember that episode because yes. I watched it after I got the show. I had never okay. seen the show. So and they drew. I just remember like he drew like a square, right? And I just remember going like, "Oh shit, what the fuck is this?" Right. Show? I had no idea what it was. Well, I just knew they were going to pay me a lot of money. Yeah. And so, uh, w- w- so the director, we we all came in early because uh, Quentin had just done uh, what you call it. And uh, uh, you know Not the Reservoir movie. Dogs. No, the, the movie. Right. This is me. This is right. You know the uh, movie with the, with the people with this Pulp with fiction. what's Pulp, Pulp fiction. fiction. And so we all decided to get there. Was early. that your sign for vagina? Yeah, uh. we all d- decided to get there early uh, before the director, and we were going to be sitting around making believe Quentin was directing the episode. <laughs> so we all said, and the, then the director walked in, and we were like, "Okay, how else, how else should I do my line?" And he was like, "He didn't get it." I mean, he was laughing, but you uh, knew he was like. <laughs> anyway, but uh, you did, yeah, you did that next phase. Of, I did that, and then of course it, it and went then away. It didn't go. But that's basically how my. I mean, I totally stumbled into it. Right. And that's, and then from there, I did like I don't know, literally. Well, you did beat or, cops. Oh, well, you did. Yeah. I did other this ep- show called the show? Right. After mm-hmm. that, Paul Giamatti was right. in the pilot. Um, I did uh, Boys and Girls. Girls and boys. I mean, there was like I just you know, a series were, of after like on. Well, once call, you got like, once you got Guy past the Island. network, then you could get yeah. Anywhere. Once you do it once, right? Like you just become They're a safe like, choice. You're part of the. But the thing is, it now also, it's not like it was. No. It's not like where you could get on stage and some casting person or a network executives in the audience goes. I want that guy. It well, doesn't happen like that. No, but I mean that was I mean I auditioned, but you have to remember like at that time, Thursday night, the biggest night of television right. was Jonathan Silverman, right. Jerry Seinfeld, right. David Schwimmer, Paul Reiser, right. some other Jew With, who looked you know, basically like, like you. Yeah. Not quite too Jewy. Right. But you know But was handsome. I would go in even the guy on thirty something. Every kind of, yeah. single writer at that time was basically how I projected I would look like right. when I was their age. Right. You know, like a little, a little fatter, yeah. balding a little bit. And that was basically... Right. So I got a lot of gigs. So um, you then, you uh, you wrote the uh, the movie Who's the Caboose? Right. Um, which starred Sarah Silverman. That's right. And you dated. Yes. Which... I mean, that was basically like, when I had come out to L.A., it was to move out with her. Right. And... Uh, that was sort of like. So my, she was your girlfriend that moved yes, to LA at that time. Gotcha. Yes, and um, 
it was sort of, you know, not quite autobiographical, but it was sort of based right. on the whole and it would, then that became pilot season. And then yeah, nothing happened. We shot it on DigiVideo and converted to film, and it went nowhere. Nobody knew who like Sarah right. was or Cross or Andy right. Dick or any. Uh, and six or seven years later, uh, Trio yes bought it. Hmm. And then commissioned six more episodes right. of like a sequel. Wow. So we shot that. And then almost the day that we were to deliver, it was announced that Trio had been bought and was going to close down. Oh, place. God. That's what happened to Mike Blame It on Ernie. That's UPN what to all the fucking shit fuck shit. Done. Everything um, done is like. Okay. And then. Uh, okay. So that goes on your TV career, blah, 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 blah. And then. And we did Beat Cops. We did beat cops and I did beat cops twice actually. One was after I had done all these sitcom deals, mm -hmm. and um, uh, David Kissinger worked for Studios USA. I remember Henry's yeah. son. Yeah, exactly. Which was also very. I weird. know. And I'm into uh, but he was a very office. nice guy. But it was very strange. <laughs> I do not like the way you're saying your lines. <laughs> he 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 did once say to me, he said we were because like. He, he commissioned Beat Cops, right. which had not been done before because this was right after the Sin Fin rules. And mm -hmm. so this was an independent studio. And I think they knew they had to come up with a new model. So he just gave me a chunk of money and I said, I'll deliver it for you. They used to do that. Now and, they don't, yeah. Um, and he only got one chance at the script. And I remember him saying like, he phrased it in such a weird way. Like, I want to register my deepest concerns over the way that Stan reacts in this scene. And it no was, way. I just felt like, wow, this I is like, to he, yeah, it was completely sort of like diplomat speak. Right. It was very strange. That's probably how his father was in that. I, have, I presume, like, I yes. I want huh. to relay Stress. my concern right. about the fact that oh you God. want to go into the business of show. Right. <laughs> Well, I think he actually probably, Henry probably enjoyed that right. part of it. All right. But so then uh, we fast forward right. to radio. Right. Okay. And we get you, there's, I remember Air America. Yeah. Uh, I loved Air America. It was finally, because, you know, it was always like, you know, everyone's like left wing. It was built because there was no left leaning right. media. And, right. And there there's was, still really isn't i mean there is sort of come full circle right in a way. and and mm -hmm. yet it was constantly about the left you know and so i love this and it had rachel i remember rachel i used to do her show yeah uh and you and janine marin marin al franken yep and you and janine had a show but she actually had a show and asked for you i was out doing uh pilot season and uh directing gary Busey, and she right. called me and we had talked about this before because in 2003 i had done a version of this show on tom sharpling's right show right just because uh you know we did this like fake you know political talk right. show and um wasn't fake but it was you know part of his show and right she called me and she's like they've some people have approached me to do this and i want to do it with you and i was like yeah let's do it right and so we just did it in fact 12 years almost to the day really yeah in fact uh, today's the we're recording this on the 29th or 30th right. 30th yeah okay tomorrow was the was first 12 day? years we launched on march 31st 2004. wow and janine and i had never done radio before and right. i think it uh was really apparent Right. Particularly with me. Yeah, but... And we were on, all of a sudden, like, 
I've never done radio before. Right. Now I'm on in New York, L.A., right. Chicago, 40 stations and whatnot. You and think we, it was apparent? Oh, sweet Why? Because. My uh, sweet Lord. I used to say it was like. It was It was basically the way I would pitch it was like, it's like college radio meets college radio. Right. Huh. It was just did not sound like we were professional. And right. we weren't. Like Janine and I would argue. She would criticize what I was doing on air constantly. I think then, that's part of what people liked about it. I think um, that was actually probably what people. You it. guys got in a, a fight over constantly, uh, but about the Scientology <laughs> thing. They, I mean, they do. Yeah. The, the media Wikipedia does. Says or, uh, yeah, that. I don't. I mean, that's. I mean, we got in a fight about everything. Everything, and <laughs> part of it was like we were just annoyed with each other mm-hmm. on air, and part of it was like let's just keep being annoyed with each right. other. Right, it's dynamic. Right. Um, that Scientology thing, I think, was a little bit overblown. Right. I mean, it wasn't, uh, I think we just had a disagreement about something, and we were just sort of channeling other right. general. And I think, you know, for me, I think I liked the stability of doing a show every day. And I think it was harder. Oh, and, it's the best. Well, I think I think she, it was harder for her. Right, because she was acting. Can you tell them to shut the fuck up? Yeah. What it's is like going so on? This annoying. looks like a professional. You got all these like, trappings in here. I know. It really and turns yet out they to be don't like shut a locker the fuck room. up. Okay. So, uh, so you're on. She decides to leave, and they give you. I stayed the on with that show, yeah. and then I did the morning show nine to noon. Right. And but meanwhile, over the course of six years, there were um, six or five years. There were six different owners right and six different ceos right. or five owners and five and so you know there's nothing can work in that way i mean right janine and i were reading uh savage laura ingram right. and mark levin at the time right mm-hmm. much bigger signals too right and um so it was never a ratings issue it was just we had just abysmal fucking management right abysmal right so then they give your spot to lionel and he right. loses all your listeners that's correct and then you decide. I know. I did a Sunday show. Right. They gave you once a week the Sam yeah. Cedar show. Yeah. Cedar and, and Cedar of Beverly Hills. Marin, who had also been fired. <laughs> right. We started doing like these Marin versus right. Cedar hours, mm-hmm. which some technology that some dude in Boston had right. figured out and nobody else had and we right, were right. doing. And uh, then they offered Marin a show with the last round of thing. Right. The last guy to come in. And I think he... He just wanted someone else to be in this clusterfuck with him. And right. So I came back down to New York. I was living upstate. Mm-hmm. And we did. Where were you living? Up near Hudson. Why? Basically, you know, I had bought a house up there years before. And um, I just, I, you know, it was the writer's strike. Right. I had gone back in and I had like a deal to do a show with CBS. And I was like literally had gone out the week before and would. Mm had pitched that it, was we were going to shoot it. And so the writer's strike came and I had no... That was unbelievable, I had no skill strike, set. Yeah. I have no ability to make money. Like, you right. know, like, wait, I'm not on radio right. and I'm not... Well, you could have done stand-up. No, I wasn't a stand-up anymore. You never did... Nah, uh, all right. I, I, not really. Right. I mean, I had done it, but not... I wasn't right. a real stand-up. I mean, I, I, I just alienated people on right. stage. And that's the way... It was funny for me to do. So, <laughs> um, in 2000... At the Republican National Convention here in... 2004. Oh, 2000. 
Oh, no, no, that's I didn't I didn't mean that. I meant in 2000 when George Bush stole the presidency hmm. uh, and the Supreme Court granted him his wish to right. fuck up this country. Correct. That was a major turning point in your life. I yeah, I mean I had always been very political, but during that period I I I, I took like this is before digital cameras. I took like a thousand I just stayed at home. You know, I was an actor. Right. And so I was like I made all my money in like three weeks right. in February. Right. And so I was sitting in my apartment just taking photos of every day of the like the hanging chad shit and I just couldn't believe I could when you even when you look at it now with that one guy looking at Yep. We're in the fucking United States of America. We put people on the moon and this is what he fucking lost. Yeah. He and, fucking lost. And I you know, I had been raised by lawyers where right. the law like this whole attitude of the law is like above this shit. Right, right, right. And the Supreme Court ruling was so egregious in my mind like it just it really i i don't you know i i I just it was very problematic right Mm -hmm. and um and i wrote this movie about it which turned out to be sort of a a little bit uh it was i had this idea and i turned it into i had done this character arthur lieberman Mm -hmm. in fact that night i was on the phone with Uh, the lieberman's office joe lieberman's Uh son right but it was a fiction i didn't even know if he had a son at the time and it turned into a movie about joe lieberman's son pissed about the election gets inculcated by some radical jewish uh orthodox postal workers Mm -hmm. to commit a terrorist attack because you know the jews are great at delivering uh these guys were like you know like and They had got me a uh, a bazooka from the, like the Haganah or the Irgun. Right. I can't remember what it was, and that had been sitting in somebody's apartment for like right. sixty five years. Hmm. And uh, my character takes that up into the roof of his building, this co op building, and fires at another building. And uh, we're shooting this in the summer of two thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got financial backing from the people who had done um, Requiem for a Dream. Right, nice. they had seen Caboose, but I said like, look. If I show you the script to Caboose, you wouldn't give me a dime. Right. So I'm not going to show you the script to this. Right. I was only asking for like, I don't know, like $7,500 right. from them. And I put in like half of my own money from right. like, I don't know, doing According to Jim or something like right. that. And, um, uh, and uh, we were eight weeks into editing and the planes hit the towers and like the whole movie was not funny anymore. Thanks for listening to part one of Sam Cedar on Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. Join us in the next episode for part two. Sam Cedar, Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. Thanks for liking us on iTunes, Facebook, facebook.com slash killmenowcast. Follow Judy on Twitter at J-E-W-D-Y Gold. Throw us a five-star rating up on iTunes. Subscribe, resubscribe. Tell your friends about it. Love you all. See you next time. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.